0: This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam.
1: Hello! Uh,
2: It's okay, you can say it if you want to, but I was going to do it. You know, ladies first, and welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. We normally have a very strict order of who says what so that we don't talk over each other. Um, Sorry. But Joe decided to throw caution to the wind um, uh, this particular episode. Um, well, it is between Christmas and New Year, so this, this time of year we like to do a bit of a roundup, a bit of the best bits of uh, Property Jam, uh, as well as do a bit of an overview of what we've achieved in the last 12 months, and so a bit of a thank you to everyone who has been listening. So let's start with a bit of stats, then, shall we? Shall we share how we've been getting on with with everything?
1: Well, first of all, I'd just like to apologise for my impromptu um, interruption into this episode no, of Property Chat, no, Be- no, but because no, no. you know what it's like when you hear it, you go into like reflex mode because we record, uh, you know, constantly it was just like a hello welcome and so, I, I, sorry so yeah got excited got excited listeners my apologies but I, I
0: expected excited. better I Shut expected up. better Joe.
1: Pipe down you I mean honestly <laughs> you, you shouldn't have anything to say but I think we just wanted to say like 2022 has been an incredible year for a property jam and we just couldn't do what we do without our listeners our property jammers so we're we're eternally grateful but Yeah, we just thought we'd record an episode with all the best bits of what we've done, some highlights that uh, our listeners can listen to. But start off with like how amazing we are and how good the year's been. So Matt, do you want to give us some stats, baby? Yeah, I just feel like
2: you repeated everything (laughs) that I said and stole all of my thunder a second time.
1: To be fair, I found your intro really boring. So um, I just wanted to put a bit of sparkle on it. And as you can wow. see on my Zoom screen, I've got festive lights. So a new, new boy to nothing. New <laughs> job. Yeah.
2: Well, I have got uh, the, the controller of the stand. So what, what would you
0: like to know?
1: Um, what would you like to know now?
0: How are we doing in Ohio? <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> do you remember okay. Ohio? <laughs> I don't yes. think anyone will,
0: know, will know Ohio. Uh, right, so, right, where are we? Ohio.
1: So we particularly love Ohio because we have a high amount. We've got more listeners in Ohio than we do in Scotland and nobody knows why.
0: <clears throat> well, at least we did when we checked it previously. So maybe it's completely turned on its head and now Scotland might be number one. You never know. Who
1: knows?
2: I'm, try, I'm trying to s- just to select... Um, hang on. Here we go. Go to the United States. So the the biggest listening state... In the United States for this year is
1: drum roll, drum roll
2: please.
1: <laughs> I can't, you won't hear my.
2: Not Ohio. It is actually Texas has stolen the crown. Stop, Texas. It. Texas, yeah. there.
1: Why does Texas suddenly love us?
0: We didn't. Um, did we have Texas last year? No.
2: No, wow. Texas wasn't on 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 the list. In fact, let me just double check. We've also got. Oh no, I will take it back. Sorry. Sorry, Texas, you are not the winner. You just happen to be the biggest one that I can see on my screen because you are a very big state. The winner is actually a very small state, which is New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. How
1: many listeners have we got in New Jersey?
2: 102.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Oh, 102 people in New Jersey listen to our, us three waffle on about the human side of property. That is fantastic. Yeah,
2: so apologies, apologies for Texas for um, giving you some pulse out there.
0: Well, Texas, you just need to you need to up your game.
1: Bring it they're,
2: at, they're at sixty, so almost half the amount um, of New Jersey, swiftly followed by Virginia at forty-seven, uh, and the rest we've just got a scattergun of, of listeners across the uh, across the country, which I reckon is probably. Um, in fact, it's probably one of our clients did a road trip around the States this year. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay, <clears throat> so, uh, so um, if you look at the number of countries that we've been uh, broadcasted or we've been listened to um, since inception, we're now in 88 countries.
1: Okay, so that's since October 2019, we are now in 88 countries. I think that's nice. pretty freaking fantastic.
0: That's not bad at all, is it?
1: Given that we generally talk about the UK property market, in fact that's all we talk about, that's insane.
2: And according to this um, there are 195 countries so we're actually in 45% of the world.
1: I mean, pretty much. We're moving towards global domination, aren't we?
0: Correct. We're one country at a time. <laughs> one, one country <laughs> at a time.
1: How many countries in the world are there? I don't even know. 110? 195. 195. Shit. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. And that's, that's, yeah, again, what, what, what I just said. So I feel like Joey is con- continuously sitting my thunder here today. Um, <laughs> so I think we're going to, we're going to move on to the best bits very quickly. Um, oh. the, mo- the most listened to episode
1: oh, yeah. uh,
2: this year uh, of September 26th, the week of September 26th was how not to choose a mentor.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: <clears throat>
2: Swiftly followed by episode one five two on the August on August the eighth of Are you worthy of investment?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's
1: really interesting. So I that sounds like it's people who are either sort of sort of scared to raise finance or doing it for the first time or yeah, that's 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 uh, interesting. And then
2: in third place we have why property investors fuck up networking.
1: Wow. That was a good episode, because there were lots of... It visits. was. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So, um, any other stats you'd like, or should we get into um, telling everyone about this uh, Best Bits episode?
0: Well, it doesn't really matter what you say, saying. Joe will just repeat it anyway. So, Joe, uh, what do you think we should do next?
1: <laughs> I think we should stop repeating each other and go straight into the Best Bits.
2: <laughs> so, who have we got? Well, we've got we've got quite a few episodes that we've uh, taken some snippets from, and we've got uh, a few... Um, chosen guests that have been on there as well and just us and just us as well yes we have mm. so here who, who, who we got we've got Christopher O'Hare
1: oh do you remember Chris O'Hare he came on do you remember he was like a former rock rocker from the 70s or was it the, the 80s rocker. either way that yes. man was an absolute rock legend had an insane career in music and then just when that dried up he was like fuck it i'm gonna get into property it's happening and has been absolutely killing it ever since it was so inspiring to hear his story he was a load of fun so yeah we're gonna get some highlights from him
0: yeah and we also had etan bazil
1: my personal yeah. favorite i have to say because we talked it a lot a of, of a shit it was <laughs> a bit of a shit show it was a shit <laughs> Etan, if you're listening, I can't believe we finally got you on, and all we talked was about what's it called? What are they call macerators and sewage and poo bombs and... <laughs> uh,
0: so. I mean, we we do talk about lots of random stuff, so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's irrelevant, and then there's just shitty. So that was there that is. was so good. I loved having him on. Um, yeah, and who else? Well, who else features?
0: We had uh, Guy Horn
1: ah yes
0: uh, yeah he's done guy. some amazing stuff yes
1: he's very understated isn't he as an investor mm. but doing incredible things him and his business partner absolutely transforming the world of social housing so yeah
0: yeah which is an extremely difficult well extremely difficult area to get into and make work so kudos to them
1: especially from a development perspective as well which is, <clears you throat> know, the, the direction they are taken taken it into and it's um pretty awesome actually
2: yeah and then we had uh malkit of savoy's properties talking about everything uh, hmas mm-hmm. and um so it g- gave us some insights into you know, their views on, on what they're doing and how they've you know they've got an amazing business they've just grown from strength to strength uh, you know, over the last two to three years so um, yeah market joined us and um, let me tell
1: you those boys can party i mean shout they out can. to boys like those mm-hmm. boys know how to throw a party and attend a party and Although that wasn't necessarily evident on Malkit's episode, it was very, very business focused. It was like the only way is HMO was the title, and we really got into how HMOs still and even more so are the future.
0: Mm. I was also going to say um, that,
2: that they um, were less than uh, on time for the H- for the Property Investors Awards.
0: I was, I was going to say that and we nearly, we nearly nabbed their wine from the table. <laughs> like <laughs> there's an empty table. There's wine sat on that table. Let's go grab it. But unfortunately, not unfortunately, it was their table, but, you know, they were late. <laughs> they
1: were late. So too much party. Too much party. Yeah.
0: Boys. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Who else did we have? So we had uh, Jit and Jolly. Jal- <laughs> oh, God, now I got the name wrong because Matt, kept getting it wrong. Jit and Jolly.
1: That was yeah, right. Do you remember you getting her name That was so funny. I mean, I call her like Gita, but you know, let's just call her Gita.
0: Let's just say Gita. Yeah. So I apologize, Gita, for getting it wrong again. Oh,
1: but do you know that girl? I, I mean, as a fellow property sister and real female ambassador in professional property investing she was an absolute legend and what I loved about her episode is she kind of took it away from the bricks and mortar element of, of property and really brought it back to mindset and and your head and and I, I mean it went deep didn't it do you remember
0: know, sure, so, I could have listened to her all day
1: a hundred percent
0: yeah
1: a hundred percent so yeah that was uh, we've got some <clears throat> highlights from her and, and actually quite a bit from her because she covered so much it was such a a broad episode um we went deep but covered a lot of topics it was quite incredible
2: yeah yeah 100% and then there, there, there was also a few episodes um from just the three of us
1: oh good so on, we had
2: yeah two episodes um that we've um stolen some best bits from episode 137 which was all about tenants being the ultimate soap opera <laughs> was
1: that, <laughs> that the one where we talked about your doctor taking off his clothes <laughs> yes it was it
0: probably was, was actually it was. yeah
1: yes, i remember oh my god i loved it so much, and just. I mean, honestly, I think we could continuously do episodes on Tenant Stories. They are my favourite by far. <laughs>
2: well, we'll probably probably do one uh, quite soon in the, in the new year.
1: Definitely. Um,
2: and then the other one that we uh, chose some uh, spots some from was episode 129, Deal Packages, Partially Blind, Leading the Blind, which actually was uh, the fourth place um, on the most listened to episodes of this year.
1: Yeah, we got into the real kind of, is it property investing? Is it something that people should be getting into? Like, what does it actually mean to get into deal packaging? So that was, that was interesting.
2: And last but not least, um, we have uh, the ultimate thief. Uh, <laughs> the thief of all things Xbox or PlayStation, whatever it was.
0: Dave. Some kind of gaming console. <laughs> oh, Dave.
2: <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> uh she and she and she was not spotted stealing uh the oh very good Very good.
3: so anyone well, who didn't
1: understand that joke it's spot the dave which is uh davinda that's her instagram name and she's an incredible investor um you know she's done some fantastic hmos it just so happens that in one of them she stole the tenant's playstation if you want to know more about that listen to the best bits because quite frankly she had us in fits it was amazing
2: so let's get into it let's uh stop waffling on and and. Uh, here are the best bits of 2022.
0: Enjoy. Have fun. And this week we have another lovely human being with us. We've got the lovely Chris O'Hare joining us this morning. This morning, this afternoon, this evening. Today.
3: Today. <laughs> today. You're, you're as confused as I am now. <laughs> I'm listening to the <laughs> Oh, so um,
4: <clears throat> what does the human side of property mean to you? Um, having your arm down its tenant's toilet at 10 o'clock at night, trying to fish a kid's toy out of the back of the parent connector. That's a bad... You're
0: lucky it's only a toy.
4: To play what kind
0: it's of toy, to, to be fair.
4: <laughs> I, I, I've always said to you, yeah, exactly that. I've always said, and I said to Joe, there's nothing more human than property. There is nothing more because you've got those relationships like like we were talking about earlier you've got the relationship between landlord and tenant landlord and agent agent and tenant and then and then the contractor thrown into the mix it's the most human thing there is and and especially i, I mean you must follow like the, the groups like the hmo property group and things like that on facebook and you see there's there's so much emotion thrown into it you know especially with when like you know, there's problems with rent and, you know, or, or, you know, tenant can't pay the rent or there's there's repeated problems with the property. There's so much emotion in there and it is a bit of a pressure cooker. And I don't I can't see a more human, uh, a more human sector than property
1: yeah it's, it's it's that intersection of humanity isn't it with like all those different people from different professions different perspectives and world views just coming together in like an industry exactly it? yeah I mean, I mean
4: just asking for trouble aren't you really yeah. <laughs> you've got to have a really thick skin to get into this kind of game I would say even yeah. even from from our side but definitely from your side as landlords
1: oh. like that. Don't, I've just had to replace bloody carpets in one of my HMOs. It's so annoying. Oh, you forget how much foot traffic goes through them. And I really thought I'd bought hard-wearing stuff, but yeah, they do. They're... Tenants are gross. Students are gross. They do gross things. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, and book? What's your book?
5: Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to go for one that I've recently read. Um, which is Joe Dispenza, Power of the Placebo, um, just because I think that that's just really great about your mindset. And then almost once you, can, once you can channel that mindset of, you know, understanding that you're, what is it, you're like, essentially you can create your own reality. And then once you can create your own reality, then you can do whatever you want with that. So it's almost like it's a great tool to then unlock all the other amazing things that you can then read about and then bring into your life oh
0: great i
5: like that what was it called again uh the power of the placebo i think by joe Spencer, oh. dr joe dispenser essentially like it's about how meditation um you know can, can be used to influence your life and and how obviously the placebo is a real thing and how the you know the placebo effect essentially making your mind think that something is happening will create your body and your reality to react to what's just in your mind
0: essentially mm. Nice. i love a good book recommendation so
6: yeah thank you i have a couple of joe Dispenza books as well if you don't if you haven't read any of them i can lend you i haven't yeah so yeah do.
0: Mm-hmm. I, actually went, I actually
6: went i actually actually saw joe dispenser um speak i went to munich for a conference i think he was doing a three-day um lots of he he, he monologues for a very long time he just keeps rattling off his uh, i swear he must be somewhat um kind of on the autistic spectrum because of just the way his brain works um and literally just spoke for about two hours without repeating words you know to keep him going and they just all this information just rattled off his tongue and then we were doing like guided meditations and all sorts of stuff and there was one moment where he he basically was saying you can bring you you can bring yourself to excitement through the way that you just manifest essentially an orgasm um, These it, sex
1: transmutation, I'm telling you, it's a vibe.
6: Yeah, exactly. You know, I just, this is what kind of re- reminded me. And um, yeah, yeah, there were some people there like like me who'd never done it before. We are trying it. I'm just like,
5: yeah,
1: I really
6: want this to work, but it's not working at
1: all. <laughs> You're not talking about oh, orgasms, okay. are you? Please tell me you're not talking about orgasms. You weren't sitting in the middle of a conference trying to have an orgasm. You're talking about this thing that he was trying to get you to achieve. Um,
6: we, uh, yeah, you basically, yes. You, you had about a thousand people in a in a concert hall, Trying to all come to yeah yeah very okay. much. <laughs> I just really? uh, I'll backtrack a moment there. Uh, all all trying to get this to this level of excitement. Um, <laughs> the, the feeling of without everything else without the sex. I see, sure. Yes. Um, and it's just how you meditate and use your apparently spinal fluid and all of this stuff. I'm sure people that have read it will um, read anything about it will 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 know. Um, but yeah, there was a couple of people, couple of ladies in the audience who were obviously well versed at this. <laughs>
1: Oh, but they've been quite, um, quite vocal in their
7: okay, right? Okay. <laughs> Where
6: do you see the future of
7: HMOs going? Well, I think there's always going to be a future for HMOs. It's um, basically affordable accommodation for whichever tenant group you're looking at. I think it's going to be the rise in popularity of this is probably going to get a lot more. It's going to be a lot more common for someone to say, "Well, I live in a shared home." Than it is, say, say at the moment, or even if you looked at the rise of HMOs from say 2010 onwards, it's it's sort of been quite a phenomenon, sort of increase. So and I can only just see that increasing because where we're based, the base price of any housing stock is is so high. Yeah. Um, renting just a studio flat is sort of a thousand pounds. So if you can someone that can't afford that 1,000 pounds per month, but wants their own facilities, like their own shower room and so on. So they're gonna have to go down that HMO route. We're seeing it ourselves with the increased demand. And we also manage and lay out self-contained units. And there, if you've got, for example, a two bedroom flat or a house, the, the number of people that will be ringing for that, if you put that on the open market is is crazy. So I can see the only way is sort of HMO um, for the future. Yay! The only, way, the only way is HMO. Woo!
1: Can we build that into our uh, Christmas song at the end of the year,
0: please? Because the yeah, only way is HMO.
1: Yeah, the, and Nile, that's your line without a doubt. Okay,
0: <laughs> um, can, can you, have, share you have
3: you got your late night X-rated show? So we'll have to do, we'll do that. <laughs>
6: well, for that, yeah, as as a fellow musician. Ah, um, what do you play? Uh p- piano. So I've a ah, bit of right. a pianist. So all through my twenties, I was a session musician, and played oh, wow. in, in uh, numerous bands. And um, didn't didn't quite get signed, but it, but it wasn't. It's quite. It was quite hard to get signed in the 2000s. In the 80s, quite easy to get signed. I, I believe. Oh,
3: was it? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... Of course it was. <laughs> like like it's hard to get deals now, but it was easy. Though... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my properties
6: are really hard to find this this year, but two years ago they were all over. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs>
3: what, would you uh, would you share the name of your band it was a band called eskimos in egypt uh, okay what we, eskimos. exactly there you go there so oh, i love that band what are they called? don't know <laughs> so uh but we, we no, did no it not, was
1: right? more you like know. why why did the name like i mean i know it's ironic but like what why why eskimos in if egypt if you heard the promote? alternatives
3: the alternatives were oh god swell the throng and i don't even want to think about what imagery that brings to mind uh the guitarist's old band was called pig swill breaks the curfew so we were upgrading all the time if we just kept going long enough we might have got there but yeah so it kind of actually in hindsight then it kind of did fit because we were mixing the dance music and the rock thing very early doors kind of late 80s when no, nobody else was really doing that back in them days he used to do um as Matt will know, white label mail outs I know. oh no stop oh my god <laughs> <Stop that>. google <laughs> images Jesus, thank, thank you very much <laughs> oh, yeah. well ironically there isn't that much you know like if that was today like we we, we did about nine videos and I think there's only about two like on online these days, if it's today, they'd be all over the place, photos yeah. and yeah. albums and all sorts. But so we did four albums. There, yeah. We we did we did quite a bit. We did the Word um, infamously after the guy in the bath of beans. Everybody remembers the guy in the bath of beans. Whoever used to watch the Word, but we were the band afterwards that nobody else could remember or remember yeah. the name.
8: Um, Gitanjali or Geeta, either or. Um, why should they know my name? Who am I? Who am I? Existential <laughs> crisis in the middle of a podcast. Um, I am an executive coach. I have a people development company called High Definition You. Um, we have a property portfolio as well. Um, but really, the main mission for me is to really awaken, and Joe knows this a, a bit more, um, might take some explanation, but to awaken the possibilist in you so that you can be more curious than afraid, whether you're living, loving, leading or indeed investing in property. Um, Yeah, because I'm kind of done with the optimist tag, definitely done with the perfectionist tag, never had the pessimist tag, don't wanna go there. And my husband, (laughs) professor, realist, also not, not particularly valuable in our world. So if we can open up the possibilities And we can by being more curious than afraid. Then that's when truly we can have this really incredible human experience. So that's what we do with organisations, with individuals, with executive coaching, with training programs, and just really pulling people aside on the street and lecturing to them. That's basically what I do. And I'm like, you will be a possibless now. No, I try not to do that because it's close to getting arrested. I think if I do that, so I'm trying not to.
0: (laughs) How to win friends.
8: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's that,
0: Niall? How to win friends and influence people, just pull exactly. them off a the street. I
8: read that book and I did an addendum to it. I'm like, mm, I think there's something missing here and it's me on a soapbox.
7: That's what's of- <laughs> So I try not to, to get my father involved because his views are obviously uh, different than mine. He doesn't understand why I'm doing so many HMOs and why I want to spend so much on it. Because he sees some properties that says, well, you know, well, you could just put some Magnolia paint on there. Oh,
3: God! <laughs>
1: oh, Dad, what are you saying? And,
7: what, and what's wrong with that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Magnolia
1: yeah.
8: is the next level of HMO. We all know it. So It'll,
0: it'll make a comeback eventually.
8: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but interestingly, what came to my mind when you said that, Joe, was I tried to sell my dream to my brother hmm. he's incredible he's uh, done up his entire house like he's he could be a builder if he wanted to be you know I don't know who wants to be a builder but um, I say that with builders outside at the moment but well, plenty of people want to be a builder but there was this piece of me that was and this was before I really understood this stuff was like oh you could do this and and I know now when I'm out of flat of um, round earth because when I use words like should Mm. I know I'm not in my piccolo at all, because I'm like, you should be doing this. You should have a look at property. You should invest. You should buy an investment place. You should leverage your equity in your house. You should, you should, you should. So then to the question about are your family invested? I was like, you should be doing that. Um, And I will tell you, he ended up investing in two of the deals that we are still in that are total fucking shit shows. (laughs) Total shit shows that we may never get our money back from oh babe it sucks but the lesson right Mm. it's like okay I'm either in the DeLorean or I'm here with you right now um so that for me was just for me personally you know I didn't know how the listeners kind of how that plays out for them but but it was that revelation of like oh actually not everybody's dreams are my dreams (laughs) wait what everyone has a right to opinion
1: welcome to this episode of property jam the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property
9: welcome.
1: and um I think we need to just get, get into it because we were discussing well, you
0: do <laughs> you certainly do
1: <laughs> we were discussing what this episode should be all about and um I based it on uh, my teaching at the weekend I, I was I was teaching a property course and the thing that I keep finding reappearing in my classroom, is under 25 year olds who have got skilled up online in sourcing, and they're trying to make a business out of it. And they either come to get property education because they're hoovering up contacts to put into a WhatsApp group, or they realize that it's a business, not property investing because they don't own anything and they want to learn how on top of it. Or they think that they know everything and they just come along almost like confirmation bias of everything they think they know so i'm I'm getting really pissed off with it quite frankly because i think it's it's just everyone was under one roof you know not one roof everyone was under a roof during lockdown and everyone got
0: on everyone was definitely on not under the one roof.
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that that would have spread covid
0: that would have been the opposite of what everybody was
1: really bad (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, everyone was just studying online everyone went on YouTube everyone was just kind of and i think all the gurus out there were just like running their mouths oh you know sourcing and sourcing sourcing and for young men under 25 this seems to be a thing that has really taken off um and i just think it's risky because there's so much responsibility to being a sourcing agent and i think the quality of Of sourcing agent has depleted, but the volume has increased. That's what I think has gone on. And I just wanted to kind of start a conversation really here to see what you guys thought. Because, from your perspective, when it comes to a sourcing agent, number one, what do you expect? But one of my biggest things is do you expect them to be operating in the area that they are sourcing in? Because there are now a lot of gurus out there who do it quite in a satellite way, where they've kind of got these little spiders out working for them and the quality seems to slip in my opinion. So let's chat about it. Let's get into the human side of sourcing. What's your view?
0: It's quite interesting actually, because from experience of meeting and being introduced to a couple of sourcing agents recently, um, I find the opposite in the sense that I agree that there are probably loads of them out there. I just, I'm not in contact with them or I don't see them that much. But we've been put in contact with a couple um, who are actually producing really bespoke, good quality uh, deals that are coming through. And I think it's kind of touching on what you said earlier, is that they're not scattered going across the country. They're specifically focusing on one or two areas. Mm -hmm. um, And it's a bespoke service, not just finding any old property that's for sale and then trying to find a buyer for that property. Um, So I think... Those are what I've seen. Um, I'm not sure if there are more now than there have been before. Maybe maybe because of you being in the room teaching people, um, yeah. maybe you're seeing it more than what we are. Than what yeah, I am. so
1: you're obviously getting the quality end of the market. So I think what I'm getting is the quantity end of the market. That's what I'm getting because, you know, the newbies that are doing this either scattergun or kind of half-hearted, you know, find a deal to sell it on, you know, regardless of where it is because their mate found it or I'm getting all of this. And it's just a perpetual problem. I would say for every classroom I teach now, that represents a solid 5% of the demographic. Yeah, because it's, it's almost like they don't realise what's possible. You know, like that's the exactly. whole thing. Exactly, it's kind
8: of built into the system. But what's interesting to me, and, and, and I see this again and again in property and in my own property journey as well, is um, we have attached this very strange negative significance to the unknown. It's just not known yet. Yeah, but the uncertainty, right? Mm. Matt's laughing, right? It's
6: it's uncertain it's until it's certain. Yeah,
8: yeah. exactly. And yeah. I mean, In fact, that...
6: certainty is is probably the minority. Is like, yeah, you know, every most things are unknown. Most things are uncertain. Yeah. So actually, that is the majority of life.
8: Mm. And yet, somehow, we have been um kind of built this myth, been sold this myth Rainwatch. that. that yeah, brainwashed, exactly. Your brain does get a wash, by the way, when you go to sleep, but you know that's a separate topic. It shrinks it gets a wash with cerebral spinal fluid. It's really cool. So um,
6: cool. Well, I'll be seeing you <laughs> later. I need a wash.
8: You need a wash. I was gonna say yeah. it's like smell vision on the Zoom, just saying.
6: Right. Um <laughs> I mean, I mean, every orifice.
8: Every orifice. Oh, oh god! We've gone there. You've mentioned orifice. Can't
1: um <laughs> all of everything you said is true because you of always i mean you're just an absolute <laughs> gospel of truth i mean always Matthew. actually yeah.
6: before, before we go on um joe did a um, for for listeners um joe came and guested um with some of our clients and did, did an event the other day um when niall and i were on our road trip so um <laughs> oh yeah um, <laughs> We 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 let Joe into the room a little bit late because we somewhat forgot because we were in a car at the time, um, so we said so we had set up the Zoom room and, and um, it was it was all, all right because there were some technical issues from a, from a number of parties, but the, the the event started and so we were listening in because um, yeah we could we have a bunch of experts that that run on some of our um, sessions, and um, yeah Joe you were talking about social media and growing growing your own network, and you said something which uh, just got me in stitches.
1: Oh no.
0: Oh, yes, I remember this.
6: Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, what? no. did you remember the exact wording?
0: <laughs> oh, no, I don't actually. Uh... Oh, come on. I can't finish. The story. I can't finish. Um, oh, come word.
1: on. Oh, you can't, you can't forget. Uh,
0: oh, we, it, we... It, it, it was so funny when you said it. Oh, yeah, posting once a day. If you're posting daily... <laughs> Post once a day, or something like that effect.
3: That was it. Yes. <laughs> I don't
1: remember saying it. I remember saying it. I was so like. Um... <laughs> if
0: you're going to post
6: daily, post once a day. And we, we were in stitches. Myself <laughs> and my partner, my friend, Tommy in
0: the back we were just like, like.
1: I hope you wrote that down. I hope you have fucking learned
0: like, Well, it, it was the biggest takeaway from the whole webinar, like a whole two hours. I
6: remembered. That yeah, if you post old. daily. Yeah,
1: if you're posting yeah. daily, what's today? <laughs> it's gold. That shit's gold. And, and today we've got a juicy topic, and it's my favourite because we're talking about tenants and tenant all the mad stuff. Oh, yeah.
6: Well, we talk about this um on a semi-regular basis, don't we? I think we've only, have we had one or two tenant stories episodes so far?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, we're, yeah, we have one specific about tenant stories, but then we've had the management agents come on, which inevitably, yes. inevitably leads to tenant stories.
6: Correct. Um, but again, there have been some some murmurings in the porpo- in the portfolios, um, which have led to some new I say, stories coming to light. <laughs> um, and I think it's always great for us to share these things because those of us who are landlords and our listeners who are landlords will probably appreciate some of this um and just a caveat this is the minority um of the portfolio um because we could talk about the rest of the portfolio which is really dull and boring and everyone pays the rent on time and they have a really good time but um
1: that wouldn't make good listening would it now so boring so boring when (laughs) things are going well hang on how many people shared the house with him like how many people were in that house
0: there were four people in that house
1: oh my god can you imagine those four people and how have they been like what's <laughs> well
0: don't don't get too sympathetic for them oh the, this is so good <laughs> one of them one of them was actually fairly decent guy but he, had, he was he's, he was the person that moved out uh re- most recently uh-huh. um he was very paranoid about everything that was happening he had cameras up everywhere recording everything in his bedroom um cameras he was on the ground floor facing the front of the house. So he had cameras on his windowsill facing the front door so he could see who was coming and going. Oh my God. Um, one of the other guys uh, who was actually the most consistent in paying his rent um, went to prison just before Christmas. Oh, this guy! Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so he the reliable guy went to prison.
0: The reliable right. one, the trustworthy one went to prison. <laughs> so great. But yeah, we've had a few. A few problematic doctors in the past who just get naked as they walk in the door. I um. <laughs> just love that so much. Can you imagine being an
1: HMO? <laughs> Your housemate just comes in. And oh, comes I'm in. not
0: sure of which culture that's acceptable in, but
6: you know, <laughs> if any. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid, you know, you'd know, you walk in with your school uniform on, and you'd, you'd start to take your jacket off, throw it or somewhere, your tie off, throw it somewhere else, she over there, she over there. seems like he feels very at home. He's never one, obviously passed,
0: our... he's never passed that primary school stage where you just... <laughs> Surely you learn you learn how not to do that by the time you're 12 years old, right? Well,
1: the first thing most girls want to do is when they get through the door is just take off their bra. I mean, it's that it's such an instinctive thing to do. You just literally want to just whack it off and let the girls be free. Can you imagine doing that in a house shed? Just letting the lils fly out as soon as you get through the door and just be like, Hi, hi, housemates, how's it going? Don't mind me, my topless self, just strolling through the corridor back to my room. No chance. No.
0: Yeah. I think that this this guy who 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 was getting undressed as he walked in the door um just he seemed to just like to have a trail of stuff but he lived he, he had taken the basement room and all along the stairs from the door of the, entering the basement right down to his bedroom door just had stuff littered all along it um he just liked to create a trail wherever he went it's really maybe just to
6: make sure that he could um, find his way out yeah like breadcrumbs maybe where's the front
0: door yeah i mean it's it was a mid terrace house it wouldn't be that difficult to get out, but you know you never know fantastic it must have been quite like um it's well, i think it's quite impressive for a start what you've done and taking that leap of faith from being on the tools uh, to to going straight in and setting this up so how how what was that transition like have you always had an entrepreneurial streak um or was it just uh, fuck it. Let's see what happens.
4: It was. It was a fuck it. It was a right. It was a like a. So this. This is exactly how it happened. So I was in. Um. So I was trained by my by my father, and he was trained by a guy called Pete, and Pete was in is now in his like I think his early seventies, late sixties, early seventies, and I was at Pete's one day, and Pete said to me, "Do you know what would be great?" He said, "If if there was a premium rate number that someone could call, and I could tell them how to get the water off in an emergency." And I said. Now that's a really good idea. So yeah. it was, so, but nowadays you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't call a premium rate number. So I thought, right, you know, I'm, the, the plumbing business is doing pretty well. I'll throw a bit of cash at it um, and see what happens. And so I threw a bit of cash at it and it didn't work at all. But the first iteration of Help Me Fix, you chose your own tradesperson. So you'd like, you scroll through the pictures until you got someone that you liked and then you try and call them and tinder. nobody you know, yeah, like, yeah it was like tinder swipe left swipe right like, <laughs> it, was like, it was like toilet tinder you <laughs> were just like um <laughs>
1: So like when it comes to the possibilist and that element around what you talk about, like, do you find that you draw in like clients who are in property or is it that just more of a coincidental thing because you're linked to property yourself?
8: Yeah, I think it's probably coincidental, although I think there's a link. um, What people respond to is the conversation about um, it not being about thinking positive. Yeah. right. Because also, I think that can be an insidious part, not just of the property industry, but any industry of kind of, oh, well, just be positive. Come on, you know, um, think positively, reframe that negative thought into a positive, And then, you know, then everything's going to be OK. Like, come on, pull it together, you know, get to the next deal, get to the next auction. And, and actually, that for me is really, really destructive. Because it's not the human design. It's not how we're meant to navigate this experience. And the minute we're labelling it as positive or negative is the minute we're outside of what it is that actually creates our experience. So that for me is quite dangerous. And I hear it a lot in, in the property world. I hear it a lot in you know other industries as well. But um, you know, I know if I can just be a bit more positive about things, things will turn around, things will turn around. And then you're off on a track where... The locus of control is is outside of you, right? And I call it outsourcing your well being. Like you're outsourcing your well being to the next deal, landing to getting the right price at an auction, to getting rid of that tenant that you know did something untoward. we? <laughs> we don't need to go into too many details. Oh, we did that on the last. Oh, we, we did. Oh, I saw did, yeah. that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> girls, cats, and something else. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're outsourcing your well being. Right. Whereas a possibilist, it's there is you're completely whole and your well-being is innate. Your resilience, which we talk a lot about, you know, whether it's in property or other industries is, is built in. It's the navigation system that's built in. It's the inner GPS. So for me, when I'm talking with clients, again, whether it's property or otherwise, it's about how do we unlock the potential, not by being more positive or not being negative, being more optimistic or you know i don't want to be pessimistic about the outlook whether it's macro or micro um, then that's a conversation that we can actually um, well i or my coaches can be a catalyst for right unlocking mm. something that the whole point is they don't know it yet
1: yeah because it's it's almost like they don't realize what's possible you know like that's the exactly. whole point it's- I'm, yeah,
8: gonna, I'm gonna i'm cool gonna check them out yeah, they are called
6: Fatbergs, and um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, there was um, one the size of a London bus oh. travelling through the uh, London sewer system.
1: It just shows how massive our sewer system is, though. Like, that's insane.
6: Oh, but these are tiny. These are, these are tiny sewers. London, like Victorian sewers. Yeah, but how, for it to
1: be... Stuck. For it to move, like, if it's built up to the size of a London bus, so I suppose it's talking about, I like... Think,
4: I, I think the problem was that it wasn't moving. It blocked the entire the entire channel. And
0: Aren't they replacing all of those um, London with or upgrading them, rather, to more modern... So. Yeah, that's why they're... Yeah, so the bus massive... back can
9: pass through. But... always had rent paid. Um, I had one tenant, actually, he just stayed a little bit longer. Um, and then I also may have nicked his PlayStation, <laughs> WHAT?! <laughs> and then called NRLA and I was like, I've done this, I are like, go return it. And then I did it for like two weeks. <laughs> I And then in hindsight, when I went to a tenant, I was like, that's my TV. I should have just taken my TV. (laughs) (laughs) So hang on, how did it, how did that happen? Like, I don't understand. I had this like one kind of like problematic tenant who was saying he was going to pay. Right. And then his brother-in-law was, uh, or yeah, his brother-in-law uncle was involved. But I don't have direct contact with the tenants. Right. It, it was, I was going project managing and I was going to nip to this property to, for something anyway. And I managed to stumble into the tenant, which I don't like communicating with them because that's mm-hmm. what my managing agent is there for. So I stumbled in terms, so I had a conversation with him and he just wound me up with the stuff that he was saying and, it, and the house smelt of weed. This oh. So this wound me up. So I'm already in the house. I'm like, it stinks of weed. And um, I was like, what? And my dad was with me because I'd crashed my Audi. Um, And so my dad was driving me in the BMW and like he was a chauffeur and I'd get loads more work done because I had two hours where I could like tether from my phone. And um, I was like, dad, can you smell weed? So we walk out um, on the property (laughs) and I just went back in and I was like, I'm gonna just take his PlayStation. Like, how scared he'd be smoking weed, living in here rent-free. And so I went in and then I was so nervous that I'd done this, called NRLA and they were like, laugh, the guy was laughing on the phone to me, like trying not to, this is uh, not a criminal offense but uh you probably go back and return it i was like no now i've got i've got something to like <laughs> you know hold to <laughs> ransom exactly i've got something to board with i can hold it to ransom um so i started getting messages from my letting agent within like three hours and i didn't i didn't return it i returned it like a week later maybe two weeks later and then when i returned it i was like i should have just taken my tv like that. Was- <laughs> like, Wait, my no, that would have been better, right? Like, when well, he is the landlord, I can take the thing. That I can buy. Oh, so funny! Oh. Um, and he was the only one staying there, so there was it was a house of five, but the other four had gone back to their parents, and he was the only one who so was smoking weed, and it just kind of like triggered me. Um, yeah, so I wasn't meditating then, obviously letting all... You went in a zen space when no, you did the That weed probably like triggered some emotion. Yeah. Open up yeah. the, the child you memory. were high.
1: <laughs> you were just high on the back of all the fumes. That's all it was, babe. It's you so didn't
9: ridiculous. I like talk about this, that I did this. I remember sending a voice note to a friend of me like, I just did this. And he's like, and like, yeah, I think I'm kind of proud of it as well. Now I'm like ashamed of me being like, I'm make mean, my tenants PlayStation station for two weeks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you nicked it for two weeks, or you just borrowed it for a long time
9: exactly i kept it hostage,
0: yes, <laughs> kept hostage. It, a hostage
4: yeah.
9: it was a hostage situation i get and it. it and then what happened that wound him up even more so although he was gonna probably he probably would have paid the rent and this is why i'm not direct to tenants
0: <laughs> probably a good thing to be fair <laughs>
9: And I can't be, <laughs> and I cannot be. It's like, in flat.
1: flat. it's just like literally a jewelry box, a PlayStation, clothes.
0: <laughs> a few bicycles.
1: <laughs> yeah.
6: Now, the thing is, did you play the PlayStation? No?
9: Quick question, quick question, question, Matt. Yeah, so the answer to that question is no. Yeah. So I don't play games and I don't play, I'm just not into playing PlayStation. No, I'm
1: not even. No, yeah, I
6: get it. No, it was, as, as a uni student, well, I, I did play Nintendo for a while. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that was the thing. PlayStation didn't. I really didn't get that.
1: Yeah, no, not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny! Oh my god, I think that's probably one of the best stories I've heard. And like when's it, when, when, when you when you returned it. Like, what happened? Like, oh, I just
9: left it in the house and ran away. Clearly, you <laughs> want to get beaten up by my dad. <laughs>
0: so there we have it guys the best bits of 2022 i really hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it uh so thank you once again for continuing to listen to our crazy podcast uh we really enjoy recording it and i'm really glad that so many of you continue to listen and there will be much more coming in 2023